Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, I am so glad you joined me tonight. You are going to be hearing a live Facebook that I did Sunday night. Every Sunday night for the four weeks of Advent, I get on live and I read the Sunday's entry from my book, Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. And so I thought for these four podcasts before Christmas that I would let you hear that in case you're unable to join me. And I'm going to start the podcast before you hear the first reading that I did Sunday night. I want to read the introduction of this book to you. When we face the death of our child, it can feel impossible to believe God is for us or with us. So many unanswered questions, many that start with why. The end of the year holiday season can amplify everything, especially the questions and the pain. Even as I'm writing this, I have had to stop and cry with sobs that I've not had in quite some time. I can barely see through the tears to continue. But no matter how much pain I am in, somehow I know that God is the only one who can truly help me. Now, when I wrote this book, I wrote a few days ago, right before Thanksgiving, I was before the Lord and the words Emmanuel, God with us, hit my spirit with almost an explosion. I cried out, telling the Lord that I want him to be with me every day of this next month. I want to feel him. I want to know his peace in a very tangible way. I suddenly had a picture of our Advent wreath. As our children grew up, we had many years where we did the Advent wreath to help refocus us from the commercialism and the frazzled busyness of the season to Jesus. The thought came to me to have my own Advent time with the Lord each night using the wreath and the candles based on the symbolism of the hope, love, joy, and peace we have through Jesus, who is Emmanuel, God with us, to have a time where I specifically focus on who he is within my pain of the loss of my daughter. I decided not to do it alone, but to include anyone who has the same desire and cry in their heart. The first year, I went live on Facebook each night during the Advent season, lighting a candle and sharing something about the word it represented. The following year, I decided to change things up a bit and only do a live candle lighting on the four Advent Sundays and turn my script that I had written the year before into a book, which is what I am now reading from and some of you might have. There are so many other things you could be doing with your time, and I don't take it lightly that you would consider using your valuable time to read and meditate on what God has spoken to me about what Christmas means to us now as perivers. May you be deeply blessed and find a measure of healing as you focus on making this Christmas season one of reflecting on our Savior in the midst of your painful loss. I sincerely pray that in the next few weeks, the Holy Spirit will remind us all that no matter how suffocating the darkness, there is hope for our future because he truly is Emmanuel, God with us. So let's go ahead and listen in 
on day one, Sunday's reading. I'm going to read from day one, and week one is the word hope. So what exactly is Advent? The word itself means a season of waiting. More specifically, it's waiting for Jesus to come. Many people will do something to acknowledge Advent during the end of the year as a season of waiting for Christmas when we celebrate the birth of the Savior. As perivers, now let me explain the word perever if you haven't heard that term before. Uh, perever is a parent who's been bereaved of their child. The root word of the word bereave is the word reave, and that word reave means like a tearing, a robbing, it's been torn from you, seized, taken violently kind of thing, and that really is how we feel when our child dies, isn't it? That our child was robbed from us, they were torn away from us. So perever is a parent who's been bereaved of their child. So as perevers, We are also waiting for Jesus. We're waiting for him to take away our intense, suffocating pain. We're waiting for him to explain himself, to tell us why he allowed such a horrible thing in our lives. We're waiting for him to reunite us with our children. And that brings me to the word we will be talking about this first week, which is hope. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. The Word of God doesn't tell us not to grieve. God doesn't want us to grieve without hope. The way we use hope isn't the way the Bible uses the word hope. We use it like, I hope it won't rain tomorrow. We use the word hope more like a wish we want to come true. I hope I get a new computer for Christmas. God uses hope in a different way. When he is involved, it's a seed we plant that leads to faith. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that faith is the evidence or assurance of things we hope for. And this kind of hope is like a woman who's been given an engagement ring. She has a secure hope that she will be getting married. But faith is more like when she's getting dressed to walk down the aisle. It's the evidence or the assurance of what we have hoped for, of things not yet seen. We can grieve with hope, a secure belief that God has a plan, and that plan is to reunite us with our children, never to be separated again. This world isn't our home. Boy, that's a good reminder, isn't it? I remind myself of that a lot. We're just passing through. And for some reason, my daughter and your daughter or son passed through sooner than we did. Everything in us screams, that isn't right. God knows that, which is why we can grieve with hope that someday it will be made right when we join our child, and the suffering we faced in this sinful, crappy world will be forever behind us. For those who might have a fear that their child wasn't saved, allow me to quote from my book, When Tragedy Strikes. God's love for your child supersedes your love for him or her. Each one of us is created with his desire to have an intimate relationship with us, not just here on earth, but for all of eternity. 
I believe God is big enough to have made every opportunity possible for your child to accept him before leaving this earth. This could easily have happened during a time you know nothing about, including crying out to him at the moment of death. So give that fear to God, trusting that he took care of it. Not having the information you want to have doesn't mean it did not happen at some point in their lives. I hope that gives peace to many of you as we start this four-week journey together. Now I'm going to go ahead and light our first candle and then I'll keep reading. And I'm lighting this green candle right here. Yellow often represents an emotion like hope. But I've chosen green for this Advent time. Why? Because green is the color of life, of new growth and restoration. And that sure sounds like hope to me. For those of us who live in places like Wisconsin, where all four seasons are seen very clearly, it's an understatement to say we're looking forward to seeing green life appear after a long winter. And guess what? No matter how bad our cabin fever gets, it always happens. Spring always follows winter. New buds come out and everything starts turning green with life. New life. Life always follows death, including our own death that we experienced on the inside of us when our child left this earth. It's important to realize that God's specialty is bringing life from death. I have noticed how often Something I've read many times previously in the Bible now has a totally new meaning since Becca died. I want to end today's time by sharing one of those scriptures with you. It's Job chapter 14 verse 7 and it says, There is hope for a tree that has been cut down. It can come back to life and sprout. I felt like I had been cut down when Becca died with no life left in me. But I eventually discovered that wasn't true for me, and it isn't true for you either. Not only is there life, but there is potential for growth to even flourish once again. But there will always be the stump where life was cut off and where new life began again. So let me pray over us. Father, I thank you so much that you tell us it's okay to grieve. We know that Jesus wept. And Lord, you tell us you don't want us to grieve without hope. Father, I thank you for the hope that we have in you. And sometimes it's even hard to hang on to that. Lord, I ask you to help us. Help us to have the hope that we need. Help us to have the hope that you want to give us. Lord, we need your help. We need your help to hope. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us that hope and somehow open our hearts to receive the hope that is there for us to receive. Lord, be with us this coming week, and I pray that all through this week, we'll have moments where we see hope, where we see life, where there is something that is stirring in us that makes us realize that we really can live again after the death of our child. Lord, I thank you that all around us, the seasons show us from winter going into spring, 
that life comes after death, and it always happens. Spring always, always, always follows winter. Some years it takes longer than others, but it always happens, and new life always comes. Lord, help us to remember that as we go through this season of deep grief, and sometimes it hits us in waves, but Lord, we give all of that to you. And we thank you, even if we don't feel it right now, we thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. And I pray this in his precious name. Amen. I'll see you next week. Let people know. And we'll be lighting a different candle next week. If you don't have the book and you would like to get it, you can order it anywhere you can get books. Obviously, Amazon is the most common place. If you're a Prime member of Amazon, that book will get shipped to you right away. You can also get it as an ebook, or I can't remember the price. I think it's around $5. You can get it as a downloadable ebook straight from our website, which means you can have it right away. Just go to gpshope.org and click on our store. Go down to the books and find Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Grieving Parents. Just go to the store and scroll down until you find the book, Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents, and go ahead and order the the PDF, and you'll have it right away so you can start doing your own readings during the week and then join me this coming Sunday night for week two. Let's go ahead and get to our birthday segment. We have Andreas Claren, who was born on December 1st, and is forever 30. Jesus Ortega was born on December 2nd, and he is forever 20. And Angie Mata, who was born on December 4th, and she is forever 36. We know how important it is to celebrate the birthdays of our children and so we are just blessed and honored to be able to celebrate with these three families the day that these kids came into the world if you would like to have your son or daughter announced on the podcast all you have to do is fill out a simple form with the information i need submit it and i'd be happy to put them on my birthday list and I will announce them the week of his or her birthday. Just go to gpshope.org birthdays. Christmas can be a really hard time for those of us who have lost a child. We don't want to celebrate. Some of us, it's our other children or maybe grandchildren that pull us into Christmas. We're doing it for them, but our heart's not in it. And so I just really do pray that God will give you moments of peace and joy and hope in your future. And those of us who have been on this journey for a while, we know it's coming. We know that you'll get there. And it may feel like maybe you did, but it won't ever happen for me. I've had parents tell me that. And those exact same parents, four, five, six years down the road, 
are back to celebrating Christmas. It looks different. Some of them go away. Some of them totally change uh, how they decorate. There are changes for sure, but it still becomes something that we can do once again because after all, the season isn't really about our kids. I know I have, I made it about my kids. I mean, I, I made it about Jesus, but my greatest joy for Christmas was seeing my kids during that season. And so it, it, it is really hard, but I just really want to encourage you in the way I always end my podcasts is with a word of hope, H-O-P-E, hold on, pain eases, there is hope.